Hey, Quirky HR listener, it's Dana. I wanted to take a minute before we jump into this episode and just say thank you. This podcast was an idea that I had a couple years ago, and it took me a little bit to actually get the guts to make it happen from idea to publishing the first episode. And so I really just wanted to say thank you for listening. If you've listened to one episode or all of them, I'm just really grateful for the traction that this podcast has gained over the last almost a year, which is wild to think about. I also wanted to remind you that if you're a fan of the podcast, it helps it to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to it on. It also is really helpful if you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. So on Instagram, we're at It's Just Business Podcast, and on Facebook, we're at It's Just Business Podcast and Coaching. And then lastly, it helps the podcast if you can share this with someone. There are hundreds of thousands of people who work in human resources or who work in operations and do some human resources. And if you find value in any episodes that you're listening to and want to pass this along to a colleague or a peer or a coworker or a fellow student if you're in school, that can just help this podcast reach more people. So any and all support I am entirely grateful for. And if you just want to stay a listener, that's great too. So I wanted to thank you again and thank you for making this fun little idea that I had in my head um, actually something that people enjoy. Now we'll get on to the show. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Quirky HR. I am Dana Dowdell, owner and HR fanatic of Boss Consulting HR and your host of Quirky HR. I'm really excited for our guests today from a business perspective, but also from an HR perspective. We are joined by Katie Rothschild. She is the owner at Maven Lane Marketing, and she calls herself an HR marketing consultant. She focuses with Uh, businesses and HR teams on their internal and external communication. So we're going to combine communications and HR, which I'm very excited about. So Katie, welcome to Quirky HR. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. So you and I actually had been connected previously because you do HR copywriting. And so um, you produce content for other HR professionals and you're helping teams figure out their internal communication. So let's start there. Let's start about HR in an organization. Um, What are some of the things that you're helping your clients do? So internally, um, really the focus is we've been finding, uh, especially now during the great resignation, as we're (laughs) trying to navigate that, Um, using communication as a retention piece. Um, So a lot of organizations have these really great initiatives and perks that go beyond their, you know, regular 401k health benefits, et cetera. Um, Whether that be flexible work or um, different programs. And um, we're finding that they're not doing an adequate job of communicating effectively to their employees 
Um, and we really, we know how expensive employee turnover is. So we really want to try to keep those employees in check. So really just making sure we're communicating with employees, um, about these initiatives. And, um, I use, I really like to do it from like a story perspective, um, because I find people listen and remember that more than just, Hey, here's all the benefits (laughs) that doesn't, that's not as effective. So um, that's really the main goal with the internal communication piece uh, is retention. And I feel like placing an emphasis on communications internally can really help our job be easier or like less cumbersome, right? So if like you're thinking about communicating open enrollment, the way that you communicate those benefits and the things that are important to people can help you as a practitioner. Yes. Um, now we'll always still have, you know, people come to us for questions. Like that's just inevitable, <laughs> but we can cut down on, um, our time doing that too. If we're, if we're using communication in an effective way and knowing how, um, our workforce wants to be communicated with some people want to, some people would like to sit in a meeting and talk about, their open enrollment and all the benefits. Some people just want an email. So really like being cognizant of that can help not only keep them around, it makes our jobs easier and they we have less questions and everybody's on the same page. It's so funny. I said to someone, God, a couple of weeks ago, it, it was in a networking group and someone said to me, oh, I, I didn't read that email. And my response to them was, I work in HR. I'm used to people not reading my emails. <laughs> Yes. What are you seeing in terms of like trends and ways that companies are getting really creative and communicating to their employees? Um, I found uh, like, so I used to work in corporate HR for a large um, health system and I've, I still follow them. um, And when I was working there, they used a lot of video um, to communicate. I find that's really great because not only is it visual, it's audio. Maybe you don't want to watch the video, but you can at least listen to it. And it's not just an email that's that's going to get swept to the bottom of the inbox and never read. <laughs> so I think that's a great idea. It doesn't have to even be fancy. It doesn't have to be crazy, fancy produced. Just, you know, kind of work with what you got. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think we get so caught up from like a compliance perspective and wanting to make sure that everything is in writing and like business, you know, formal Mm -hmm. business communication, but, um, to, to really emphasize what you do, it's, it's, you have to meet your, your target audience where they're at. Right. And even if like for compliance reasons, even if it needs to be written down, you can do, you can do a short video in conjunction with that. That way you're still meeting your compliance requirements and, and you can communicate effectively with your workforce. So when it comes to, uh, the results of the pandemic and kind of the, the recourse of the pandemic, we saw the great resignation, we saw talent wars and, and a lot of companies struggle to find talent. Um, and I, in our previous episode, we, we talked with someone about um, posting and praying and how when you post a job and then you just kind of pray that the right candidate will right. come your way. 
But when you start to use and infuse communication and marketing techniques from an HR perspective, that can really help you recruit people that maybe aren't actively in the market. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So that's super important. I find a lot of people do the post and pray. And and while that's great for job seekers, I, my goal with HR marketing, um, is to, especially with external communication is to help companies show up authentically, show off like their company culture. So they're going to attract the right kinds of candidates they want, whether they're looking or not. Um, instead of just posting a job and hoping for the best, you want to, you want to be the go-to company to work for. Um, and you can do that with your content when you're showing up. Um, you're, kind of bragging a little bit about your company. Like why, why come work for us? Um, Because while we have all these great initiatives and like I said, especially using story in that, like incorporating employee stories with their permission, of course. um, And, and just really exemplifying, Hey, we're a great place to work. We want to come, you know, we, you know, and getting candidates to come and apply. Or even if they're not looking, maybe they're more open if a recruiter reaches out. Sure, because they've heard about the company and they mm-hmm. are aware of, we. I call it in my side of things like the EVP, the employer value proposition is like, yep. what are you as an employer communicating in terms of value as a potential career change yeah, or career absolutely. path? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so from an HR perspective, you know, how do we change the way that we think about recruiting to have it be more marketing, you know, recruiting, recruitment marketing, right? That's a term now that you start seeing more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we kind of get up to speed with the way, the best way to do it? Well, I think the the first and foremost uh, thing that I tell people, um, because they hear like recruitment marketing or HR marketing, they kind of get like super nervous, like, oh, that sounds really hard. So, I mean, it does have its nuances, but the most important thing is to like show the human side. Like that is number one. Like you're, because when you are authentic and and showing, hey, we're not just a big stuffy corporation. We have humans and employees and these are our stories. People will relate to you so much more um, and they will just be, like the right kind of people will be drawn to you that way. So that's the number one takeaway. If I had to tell anybody is show your human side. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be a big budget, right? It's not something that you have to hire a production team to produce a video no, or anything. Not like at that. all. No, not at all. Um, it You really just, I tell people work with what you have. Um, so that large healthcare organization I was talking about, they obviously have a production team, right? They're huge. They're like, that's, you don't need all that. Um, do what you like, you know, use the tools that you have available, um, and just show up and be authentic and be human. And what might be some ways that, um, HR can partner with, let's say, a marketing department to, you know, we often think, I think of those two departments not to be intertwined and, and to be very siloed in terms of 
what they're focusing on. So how do we partner with marketing departments or marketing companies and marketing agencies to really get the message across? I think um, if you're going to be partnering with a marketing company, you need to make sure you know what goals you're trying to achieve. So that's the number one thing, because we have to have goals to get us a roadmap to the to the end result. Um, And then just communicating that to your marketing team. Hey, we really want to show why we're a great company to work for. We really want to recruit for these positions. Um, And they can, they can give you some ideas of how to show up or how to write your content in a way that's going to attract the right kinds of candidates. So, I want to talk about the skill set of human resources and someone who's in that capacity. You know, we, there's lots of professional development and a lot of times it's focused on compliance. It's not necessarily focused on technical skills. And I think that's something that really as a, as an industry, there needs to be a greater focus on in terms of developing those pieces of content, those flyers, those um, you know, brochures or job postings, even where can someone improve on their skills, uh, when it comes to that stuff? Um, well, I mean, there's so many resources now online. Um, I mean, truly there's, there's, I'm I'm trying to think of where to even start. Um, but you're right. Just even improving like copy, the kind of content you're writing. Um, there's all kinds of things on like YouTube I've used, or, um, you can find marketing coaches or consultants like me to come in and, and, um, help you come up with a strategy and show you best practices. Um, I mean, it just really depends on the company's goals and and the resources they have at their disposal. But there's tons of things online. Um, there's a great book that uh, I read. It's called Building a Story Brand, and I know I can't. The author's name escapes me, but that's a great, like, easy. It's a five hour audio book. Um, okay. That's a great one. I think it was, you know. Um, I'll have to look it up the we can li- name, but yeah, we can link it in the show notes. Cause I've heard of that book before in terms of yeah. building a story brand. That is like, and a lot of people are like, Oh, that doesn't apply to me. I'm HR, but no, it does. It's going to help you like make that content you need to recruit the people. Like you can, it is absolutely applicable here. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was working with a client and they, um, at some point they made a comment to me about the previous HR person and how, when she would send an email out to staff, she would like use different fonts and she would color, you know, certain words that she really wanted to emphasize and italicize things. And that doesn't have to be what we're putting out to staff. Those emails (laughs) give me a headache (laughs) to be honest. I worked with somebody who would send those emails and I was like, every time I got an email from them, I'm like, oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> no, because we can, and a lot of times I find we're not, um, we're, we can communicate a lot simpler than, than what we're doing. And there's a way to do that. That's going to be effective. That's not 87 different fonts and colors and sizes and bold italic highlighted things. <laughs> Sure. 
What about um, from a marketing perspective, the things on social media like Glassdoor and employees going to TikTok to showcase like what it's like to work in an organization? How concerned do we need to be about those things from an HR scope? Um, I feel like you're always, my whole thing is we're never going to make anyone, everyone happy, right? That's just not realistic. So I find if, if that is happening, first of all, I would want to, from an HR perspective, get to the bottom of it. What's really going on? Like kind of talk with that person through it. Um, and then how are we going to go forward solving that problem? Um, and then if that is something that's starting to go viral or whatever, you can address it from a marketing perspective. Hey, this happened. This wasn't, you know, if, if we're at fault, like, you know, we're owning up to this. This wasn't right. Here's how we're fixing it. Um, so just to show, you know, we all make mistakes. Sometimes it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, that's how I would address it from kind of both of those standpoints. One, let's obviously get to the bottom of it. But two, how are we going to go forward? Um, and I think you can incorporate that in your marketing because people really respect those that own up for something that wasn't right and and try to make it right moving forward. Yeah, I think it's this. I think it's a fine line because we oft HR will often say like, I'm not concerned about what employees do outside of work. And there's uh, regulations that protect some activities on social media, but I think HR needs to be keenly aware of their, the company's reputation um, from a social media perspective and what the glass door reviews say. And um, because then they can tailor their messaging Right. Yeah, we don't want to. And when I say that, we're we we're not b- breaking any compliance rules here. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but more just so addressing it and being, you know, um, just addressing it from that point of concern. Because I feel like so often people forget that HR, there's the human resources. Okay, they forget we're human and our job is to find the like balance between what's good for employees and what's going to be good for the company. We're like constantly juggling that. Um, and so I think we sometimes get a bad rap. Oh, they're just for the corporation and blah, blah, sure. blah. And that's not true. No, I say we we look out for the best interest of the employees, which in turn is in the best interest of the employer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What about things like TikTok in terms of showcasing culture and, you know, a day in the life in an organization? I remember I did a presentation about um, managing teams virtually. And I talked a bit about how companies are now using those social media platforms to like give a tour of the office and to show what does a typical day look like? How are you seeing companies be successful using those platforms? Um, I've, I haven't worked a ton with companies using TikTok. Um, I know that there are, I have seen them cause I'm nosy and I'll go and search <laughs> to see how they're implementing it. 
Um, but personally, I haven't really worked with too many doing that. Usually they're on um, LinkedIn and they'll do like a LinkedIn live, which would be similar to, you know, a TikTok video, maybe a little longer. Um, or, you know, they're just like showcasing different things. They'll do like a series of posts about employee stories or a day in the life. Um, and I think that is absolutely applicable to TikTok. Um, I find uh, it, it truly also depends on who you're trying to uh, recruit or who your target audience is. Sometimes they're on TikTok, but a lot of times they're also on LinkedIn too. So really being aware of where the people you're trying to recruit hang out online um, and go there. Yeah. So I want to switch gears a little bit because you do a ton of copywriting for mm-hmm. HR teams. And so for those listeners that maybe are consultants, sole practitioners, how valuable is content production in terms of a marketing strategy? Um, <clears throat> I would say, first of all, I think content is incredibly valuable because I've seen it not only with the people I work with, but in my own business. Um, And I would give similar advice, honestly, um, about showing up authentically and where you're find where your target audience is. Um, For HR consultants, a lot of times that's business owners or corporations on LinkedIn. Um, Find them. um, You know, if you're showing up, bringing value, um, if you are um, like asking thought provoking questions, putting out content that um, establishes your thought leadership, people are going to slowly start coming to you. And I always like to tell people content marketing, organic marketing, it's not like I'm paying for a Facebook ad. So it does take a um a little more effort on the front end. Um, but once you get going, you'll start to have those leads reach back out to you and come to you. I've had so I have people message me on LinkedIn multiple times a week. Hey, I saw your profile. Hey, I saw your post. Can we hop on a call? Um, and I find that LinkedIn also has groups like Facebook, which I recently discovered. And I was like, how did I not know this? <laughs> like, hello. Um, There are so many groups for small business owners or anything like that. Find them and start posting in them. Even if it's just like, hey, did you know XYZ about HR, whether that's corporate training, whether that's you're a career coach or your compliance, um, really any of those things and getting out there um, and not being afraid to show up. I find a lot of people struggle with that. And you have a group on LinkedIn, right? For HR marketing resources, right? Tell us a little bit about that. So that's a group I created um, just to really give people in the HR industry some ideas of how they can develop their content. So I usually do a marketing tip per day. Um, Every month I have a theme. So this this month's theme is like showing up authentically and being human and, and why not only to do it, but why are we doing it? What is the research behind it? Um, I'm all about research and data. I'm a little bit of a nerd. (laughs) Can't even lie. So having that to back up what I'm saying is really important to me. 
Um, and then it's a way for people to connect with other people that are in the same boat. So I have consultants on there. I have some recruiters on there. Um, it's just a way for us to all come together and grow our knowledge and understanding. I love it. Um, Katie, are obviously a wealth of knowledge for HR practitioners, consultants, HR departments of one or teams. Where can people connect with you? Um, LinkedIn is where I'm at all the time. <laughs> that is where my target audience hangs out. So that's where I hang out. I love it. Um, <laughs> so I'm on LinkedIn. I also have a website. Um, I have a resources page. There's an ebook um, and then a strategy checklist for your content. So I try to add a resource a month um, on average. Sometimes it's every two months. Um, so that's mavenlanemarketing.com um, slash resources. So that's where you can go get all those and they're all free. So download away, share I with your it. friends. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Go check out Katie, uh, on all of the places. Of course, we'll make sure that all of her information is in the show notes, but she's a wealth of knowledge from a, a marketing perspective and she specializes in HR content, which is, you know, that's like a diamond in the rough. They're hard to find people who actually get what we do. So please connect with her. And, um, as always give us a follow. We are on, uh, Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and we will catch you on the next episode of Quirky HR. <laughs>